0: You're listening to Very Loose Women. Hello, welcome to this week's episode of Very Loose Women. I'm Beth, and I'm joined today by Leo and Mary. Hello, both of you. Hello. <laughs> so, this week we're going to be talking about artificial intelligence. We're just going to be talking about AI and our attitudes towards it. It's kind of a creeping presence in all our lives, whether that's kind of using Siri to search for things or mm. going to the doctors and having AI diagnose and possibly suggest treatments for some of our ailments. First of all, I'll just start off by introducing Mary. So you're new to Verily Swimming. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to give us a little bit of an intro about who you are and what you do and what your connections to AI are?
1: I am a creative researcher. I am working on my own projects called The Five Wise. And I also have experience within the AI sector. So I used to work at a startup.
0: How did working at an AI startup change your perception of AI?
1: I think firstly, it's amazing just to kind of witness all the innovation that's been going on with technology um, and the solutions that a lot of uh, really brilliant people are trying to fix, which is amazing. But I think you also kind of learn a bit more deeply about what AI can bring and kind of how responsibly we should move forward with the kind of opportunity that AI brings to the table because it is a massive one and it is accelerating the change that is happening today.
0: Leo, as someone who's a bit not, newer, in AI. Yeah, AI. not in AI. <laughs> yeah, not in AI. What do you think of like what's the first thing comes that comes to mind when you think about it? Just even the term artificial
2: intelligence is that it's a little bit creepy and it knows more than it should. I actually texted Beth this morning. So I was walking into work. I used my Discover Weekly playlist on Spotify. I was feeling like pretty moody. I got up late and I was a little bit late. The playlist was just amazing. I got new order and then I got this kids choir and I just like (laughs) got into work and I was like buzzing. It was amazing. It knew me so well and I was so happy. You know, if this is AI then it's not too bad. You know, it's like it's listened to what I like. It's grouped it with what other people who like what I like like and um, it's got some Spotify music experts in there too. And the result is
0: just tip-top, guys. So I completely agree. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My Discover Weekly knows me very well. It's also. been watching
1: me and it knows our Yes, the gems I found on that playlist. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So yeah, we were talking earlier about how it kind of creeps into our lives in these little ways. So whether it is Siri, whether it's Gmail predicting you text. But yeah, the thing that originally gave me the idea to do this show was um, the Barbican exhibition, which was AI mm. more than human, which was on over the summer. Did any of you guys go and see it?
1: Yeah, yeah, I went on the very last day. It was really cool. It was a very popular exhibition. Um, there's a lot of, I think, hype around it as well.
0: It kind of spanned a big breadth of AI so I know it started off with like the inception. There was like a lot of films about AI and like attitudes towards it, mm. and it really went into a lot of depth. Mary and myself were talking earlier about a section where they they talk about the go game
1: yeah so i'm 'm Korean um, and so I guess I just had a bit of a personal investment in it. yeah, it was just fascinating just to learn about the go game and the alpha Go program and about the whole history behind that and it felt like a real moment. there
2: <laughs> a documentary, I think, that mm. that you saw too, related to this and the way that they built it, like the yeah. filmmakers, was really to show the angst of the human who was playing the computer and saying, I feel like I'm fighting for humanity and I'm yeah. the only one doing this. Um, it got and I'm, deep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it really... And so you're, you're like, well, I'm a human too, so I'm gunning for you. Um, but then it also goes over to the developers and they're like, well, they're just perfecting their art so Exactly. I thought it was really well made. It showed the different facets of AI of how it's humans creating it but then there's like this little added thing that we're not quite in control of.
1: Yeah. It's almost like a reflection as to our own humanity when we're kind of delving into um AI and. <laughs>
0: yeah, I think there's this really interesting thing of how much we can feed into AI and then how much it runs away with that. And mm. there is this big anxiety with AI that what if it learns too much and then it runs away? From... There's a lot of like control aspects within it as well, I think. If it runs away from us and then starts operating on its own, then like what will happen? That's Have what... you
2: seen this film from the 80s called Demon Seed? because that's no. exactly the plot. It's like oh. also a little bit creepier than that, but it's not AI, it's, it's, I guess it's like a fear that we've always had of computers, because this was the 80s, so it's mm. far pre any thoughts of that happening, is this computer, and it turns into this gi- giant, triangular robot <laughs> uh, that locks this woman in the house, and then I'm not gonna say the rest, because it's too grim. I, I guess it's like this ongoing fear that we have of computers taking over.
1: Mm. Yeah, I think with this whole chat around yeah, the fear is fears around. I think where I stand is that technology is great and it's always going to be progressing and we're always gonna try and do better, but I think we always need to remember that it's actually humans that are engineering whether um the whether the technology is used for good or for bad. Like I bring up the internet, for example, like it was made from a very humble place of like trying to connect and, you know, have a an um, open source like pool of information for anyone to access and use which has kind of expanded into this huge obviously what is the internet today and obviously it has done many many amazing good things and it has progressed us in ways that you know we we couldn't have even imagined like 50 years ago but also have created some really dark places (laughs) yeah and so i think we always need to remember that it's yeah the human relationships and the way people are using it is really important.
0: Yeah, because I suppose the internet in the same way, the internet has become really controlled now and it has really changed the way that people can do things and the freedom that they have on it. And I suppose the exciting thing about AI is that we're still at a place where there is a lot of creative freedom. Mm. But when we were talking about it the other day, Mary, you were saying about how important it is, how things are built at the inception of AI and how yeah. we build things into it from the get-go.
1: Yeah. A good representative data set is um, so crucial. It's like I was chatting to some friends uh, last night and there was a really good example um, of kind of explaining this concept and it's kind of like scissors. Scissors are (laughs) conventionally made for right-handed people but not made for left-handed people. Um, and so it's kind of that concept where it's like, it's because you didn't really, you didn't take that consideration of like another person, but it's not an active kind of pursuit as, oh yeah, no, we're gonna forget the left-handed people. Um, it's it's an unconscious bias and it's like, oh yeah, data scientists kind of have that role to play where it's like, actually, this is the data that we have, but is this a good representative da- data set? And are we as a company going to try and pursue that to have a better kind of outcome and result? So there's a big push with like AI, um, Women in AI, women in tech, and especially the BAME community as well, is an important piece of work and it should be because of all the things that it can potentially create Do you think and that's is currently creating. An issue? I think if we don't responsibly move forward, then it will. It's just gonna be one of the one of the things where we will just gonna to have to fix the problems that we've created. <laughs> It's, it can seem a bit daunting, I think.
0: I think even in the interest of the products that they're making as well. So mm. I don't know, there was something, if you saw, there was something that went viral kind of yeah. last week, the week before, of a man who had submitted his photo um, for kind of online passport checks, yeah. which you can yeah, do yeah, now. Yeah. 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 And he was a black guy. It had said that it had rejected the photo because yeah. it said his mouth was open and it wasn't. Yeah. And it's just the fact that clearly... Well, presumably when they were making that they hadn't filtered lots of different people's faces. Yeah. They didn't have the a program. good data set.
1: So <laughs> like so if you think about the the product that they've made throughout that, like at any point in the process of creating that product, no one ever thought, Oh wait, there are <laughs> might be other people that are going to need to be considered to make this work and to make this efficient for and inclusive for everyone so yeah if you think about all of those all the kinds of products and services that we might be creating and putting out there in the world it's yeah it's kind of (laughs) wild
2: i guess it's kind of amplifying yes exactly fault lines that we already have Mm. like we do live in a racist society so it's going to take that racism and make it spread it across various products i guess we need to yeah i mean there
1: (laughs) there there is hope there's like there's amazing kind of um schemes and little organizations um for example like poc and tech Abadesi's doing amazing work so there's hope there's people on it um we just need to keep on supporting and keep the conversation rolling really
0: all of this kind of like facial recognition recognition stuff i think some people can potentially find it creepy sometimes but yeah it can do a lot of good as well so um kind of we were talking earlier about it helping to find missing children mm. there was a, a piece I saw as well about this little robot that exists where it can copy someone's facial expressions and they were using it to help young children with autism to understand facial expressions and how they link to emotions to help them learn that kind of stuff mm. so it can be a really positive thing oh as yeah well. what do you guys think within your everyday life has that come up I know on Amazon I get
2: recommended products based on what I've already seen linked to what other people have looked at in the same area. So I bought a pair of radio mics the other week that Mm -hmm. really made me happy. (laughs) But I've just been recommended so many different bits of kit, not necessarily microphones, but that other people have bought in the same area. And I guess it's useful and it has got me looking at Amazon way more because I'm like, (laughs) oh, look at all these amazing... So that's the goal. (laughs) Definitely helping their business model. Yeah, if I look at Hassan Minaj's piece on Amazon, then yeah, there are dangers to someone having that bigger data set, that big access to that amount of information about people and about their spending habits, and then slowly taking ownership of the whole supply chain. Yes, that's terrifying, because that's that's one group behind all of this power. And I think in that episode on Netflix, he looks at that quite critically.
1: I mean, there's, for example, like running apps, like you can track the progression of um your running activities (laughs) and that's obviously very useful and things like that and obviously recommendation engines when they work and they actually recommend really good things like Spotify playlists and things like that. That's amazing. Yeah, I dunno. I just tend to think about the wider picture of of it all and like the bigger players and it's like, yeah, we need to be
0: smart about this.
1: And think about where we put our data as well. More consciously.
0: I have one friend and he's just like they can have my data and then they're just going to advertise things to me that are completely relevant to me. Why would I not want that? <laughs>
1: that's <laughs> like, a lot of trust
0: yeah. in other
1: people that you don't know. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, maybe. But then you watch things like, have you seen the Great Hack documentary mm-hmm. on yes, Netflix? Yes, yes, yes. And it's like, oh, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of these grey areas.
2: Like, I think what the Great Hack
0: documentary, all of
2: the shows I watch a lot of Netflix, what that showed was really that there are just areas that we haven't legislated with regards to new yeah. technology. If we have access to that data, then political parties could potentially use that to campaign to exactly who they need to. Yeah, that's when um, things
1: get a bit crazy.
2: And we <sighs> haven't looked at what's right and what's wrong in that. Yeah. And just because politicians don't understand the tech yet, so they can't <laughs> like they can't legislate something that they don't understand. So we're just too far away but also very much too close to the tech being present.
1: We live in interesting times, don't we? we do, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot going on yeah. in this world.
0: <laughs> it just comes back to the thing that you were saying about um, don't blame the people, blame the, the... I mean, don't blame the technology, yeah. blame yeah, the yeah, people yeah. behind it because things can be used in different ways. Yeah,
1: it's people's decisions, like real decisions and, and yeah. realising the consequences of that deeply with communities and... Mm. other human beings, really.
0: (laughs) The BBC earlier this week pulled their stations off an app, a certain app, so that people would have to sign in through their platform to be able to listen to those stations. The the spokesperson for the BBC said the reason they did that was to kind of get people 's data yeah. through the app data
1: but, is like the highest commodity in the world, but it seems to be <laughs> at the
0: moment that people are, are like let 's just try and get it, and then we 'll figure it out later yeah. like it 's because it 's the happen.
1: highest commodity in the world, like they, they know, the know it 's so better. valuable yeah. you can literally end up controlling people and populations,
0: which is <laughs> Do you have any other examples because I mean it was Mm. you Mary who brought up the example of facial recognition in AI being used to kind of help find missing children so Mm. this is something that's being used across the world but Mm. also across the UK um, a lot in kind of public spaces the installation of CCTV and some people aren't massive fans of it but it's used for safety and it can be a really positive thing.
1: Yeah the push is never going to stop people are going to keep on wanting to get as much data as we can if we can. Um, it does make our um, systems more efficient and things.
2: I had my bike stolen a few years ago, Oh man. think it was in 2014, and I mean, I was incredibly stupid. I only attached the wheel to the, you know, in East London, you get the sort of small signposts to one of those, yep. um, like street names, and someone had left the wheel taking the bike. And... So I went to a police station and they said, oh, the CCTV just next to it doesn't cover that corner. So mm. we can't know who nicked it. And I was like, oh, that's very annoying. Um, also, I was working in a school and I could have very easily used their bike shed, but I was running late. So I was just like, yeah, oh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's very much, I feel my fault. <laughs> At the time, I thought I really wanted to find my bike again. And I wanted, because I, you know. I wish. Yeah, yeah so you you get a bike and you like add little bits that are customized for you. And yeah. it's nicer for you to ride it. And to break in a new bike, it's like, it's annoying. <laughs> um, I would have really loved to get it back, uh, gotten it back. So CCTV would have been super handy. But then I guess if you're talking about AI and facial recognition, how accurate is that going to be? Is that actually the person who would have stolen my bike? Is it going to be unscrupulous? Yeah. Like, what, <laughs> it does pose a lot of questions. Obviously having footage saying this is the exact person, yeah, that's great. But mm-hmm. is it going to be that person? Or are they just going to randomly frame it on someone who looks a bit like that person? Like, I don't know how accurate these things are. I don't know how well they work.
1: The output is always going to be as good as the data set. We always need to remember that because otherwise we can't like treat it as it's the kind like a god like it's you know Mm -hmm. this is the the final say kind of thing because it's only as good as the data and so we really do need to remember that um, especially when it comes to like healthcare as well like because it's literally it can be life or death sometimes
0: how much do you kind of um in your own lives try and distance yourself from ai try and incorporate it like even just using your phone do you use siri do you have like a smart speaker just for the political advertising
2: um i've got a plugin for Chrome, which is i'm afraid I used to use okay. Mozilla, but I use Chrome now it's just better mm-hmm. uh, like more user friendly on this laptop is what I mean by that. My old laptop Chrome would crash it, so not better in that case uh, but i but I have a who targets me plugin which um feeds oh. all political advertising that I have to like an NGO that I trust um, that analyzes the data that is being advertised Who targets me Who targets me yes a Chrome plugin I'm glad that I can plug that (laughs) to our listeners and it basically does a kind of screenshot of uh, what the adverts look like because currently they're not they're not registered anywhere they're not traceable unless like someone screenshots them puts them on social media for them Mm. to be picked up so that's a sort of very conscious way that I I'm aware that there's political advertising. I'm aware that it's a problem that's underregulated, and so and I'm a journalist, so I'm I guess I'm more aware than some of these things it, yeah. and their impact. So I'm taking sort of medium average steps to protect myself, but I would still go like, what's that expression? Hook, line, and sinker for like the whole Amazon ads, the whole Spotify <laughs> stuff. I do believe that people who like what I like, I will also like what they like. That's mm. just human nature, mm. like that sometimes people get it wrong but mm-hmm. mostly yeah I do want that top light, what can I say that's exactly what I need for my kit So,
0: I suppose it's just a balance isn't it of like it can be useful to you and you don't have to shut it out completely yeah. but it's just knowing where to draw that line if it isn't exactly. being drawn by I'm regulations. i realising
1: what your choices are, I don't know I feel like there's data that's been collected on me that I don't know of and I'm like a bit worried
0: I mean, I started using the internet and social media when I was very young and yeah. I signed up things and put my data in places before we even knew any about any of this. Mm. And I think there's a certain amount of that that you just can't take back. Mm. Um, I feel like I can be a little bit resistant to AI, like things like Siri. It's just because it's a bit space-agey
2: of like, yes, I will check the weather for you today. No, not that the, the Siri has ever said that. But you know what I mean. It'll reply to you yeah, um, and sort of pretend to be human a little bit. And I say pretend loosely because it's not pretending. Yeah. It's the way it's dressed up. Yeah. Rather than.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like the fact that Alexa can now tell jokes. Well, yeah. yeah, I've heard them, though. Yeah. They're not great. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> like penguin jokes. Oh, God. <laughs> there, there's one
2: about cheese. I don't know. I'd rather go see a comedian at the Bill Murray than listen to Alexa's yeah. jokes for an evening. <laughs> Do you not- think
0: some people are just sat in living rooms re- getting Alexa to reel them off? I think it's a novelty thing. I think it's,
2: oh, we'll ask the home, whatever they're called, to tell us a joke. I don't think anyone's like, oh, this is genuinely entertaining. I want more of these. Yeah, and You also have to keep asking Whereas if you go see a comedy show, you don't have to be like, tell us
0: another joke. Yeah, please carry on. Sorry, I did not understand that. Another joke. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I personally don't have Alexa. And again, I'm a bit averse to them. But I also think if I tried, I would probably struggle to recognize what I was saying because... Regional accent. Regional accents (laughs) doesn't work. Yeah. (laughs) But it's interesting, it's something we were speaking about earlier as well, about this idea of dressing robots and AI up Mm. to look like us as humans. I mean, you would, because we're humans and we
1: kind of want to make stuff in our own image. We're all just narcissists. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of a... um, Yeah, like I made a comparison earlier about how like sci-fi movies, all the monsters, all the baddies... um, all the strange aliens and stuff. Like aliens, for example, is a really good uh, way of demonstrating this is that it always has some kind of strange face-ish and some kind of limbs <laughs> so that we have this understanding. Yeah, but really we don't
0: Yeah, oh, you know. It's a weird level of relatability, <laughs> yeah, isn't it? Hopefully <laughs> we can chat about AI again in another, another episode. There's a lot of stuff about like AI in the workforce, yeah. AI in creativity. Thank you very much for coming on the show today, Mary. Oh, yeah, no, thanks for having me. Okay, and thank you to John, our engineer, you've been great. Yes. Thank you to Leah.
1: You're welcome. Lovely Here every week.
0: <laughs> and um, yeah, go and check us out on um, you can find us at Very Least Women. And that's all from us this week.